Good morning. Anyone tired this morning? Travel of you? Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a, I'm a little sleepy, um, and it could have been the time change. Could have been um, Glenn's noise machine slash fan that he had going on the first service. I was like, can you please turn it off? Because during the last service, and um, and it could be that I'm also a little under the weather, and so I took something to help me sleep last night, and it's still affecting me. Uh, I'm like, I, are you even here? Is this? Am I awake yet? Uh, so this is going to be fun. The first service, I had no idea what I said, um, and uh, people left crying, some left laughing. It was great. It was a good time had by all. So we're going to see what happens this time. Uh, here, here's something I need you to do, though. Throughout all of that, throughout all of those, this, you know, it's not going to be a great sermon, but I am wearing a suit, so I have that going for me. Um, I'm going to need you to love me. Um, through this. Okay. I, I just, I, I need, I need to feel love from you. Um, because, well, th- th- who was it? thank you, Sarah. That's, it's my family right there. Um, they, the rest of you people, I'm no longer going to care about. Um, Sarah, uh, great. I'm glad that you and I are there. Um, yeah, I just, and here's the thing. I'm going to need to love you too. All right. Cause you know, there's, we, we got to love each other. I mean, do you love the person around you? Look at the person next to you. Not just that you're related to by blood or someone somewhere near you. Um, do you feel love for them? But here's another question. Do you know their name? Look at, look at, like, look at the person behind you. And not everybody at once, because no, you're going to see backs of heads. But <laughs> like stagger it, you know, like the wave kind of thing. And do you know the person's name behind? Not if you're a barker, because you make your own back row. The barkers walk in and they're like, there's not a back row far enough. We're going to get our own chairs and make our own back row. But for the rest of you, um, do you know the person's name or the person sitting next to you? Um, do you? Some of you do. Some of you don't. Thank you, Mr. Zander, for being, uh, you know. Um, yeah. So, some of you are, this is your first and last time to come into this service. So thank you. Um, for, for, does somebody have a dog? It's awesome. Oh, it's oh, there, oh, <laughs> it's a little barker. Um, she's like, we're back here. Um, so yeah, so uh, a couple of weeks ago, about three or four maybe, um, we made a shift in the CLC orientation. If you were here for that Sunday, it was um, it was really cool. And, and one of the reasons why we did, we put the stage over here, focused everything that way. Um, the back row barker, you were much closer to me than you are now. Um, Sorry, Corbin, I can see you more than I can see your brother. He's back. There you are, Apollo. Um, but yeah, you know, you're much closer um, to the stage. Everybody was like you were kind of facing one another and seeing one another's faces. And um, somebody said that that was one of the greatest things is you could see the other people about that. And um, we're working towards making that shift permanent um, in here. I hope to do it by Easter. Um, I don't know if that's going to be possible, but that, that's my goal. Um, and one of the big reasons that I said on that Sunday why we did that in, in, um, is because of community. Because when you sit like this and you're so, much fur, you're so far removed from me, someone said they were going to come in at, uh, during one of the services and make faces at me from the back. I was like, I can't see anybody who's back there. You can, I mean, I see enough to know who's, that I can call them out and make fun of them. Um, but I can't see that much. And, you know, it's just such a disconnect when the... When you're sitting like this, it, it, it seems to be a little bit, you know, cold. And, and if you remember, one of the, the reasons why we 
um, set up this way and had the dark lights. And one of our first goals when we started New Heights, if you were here that Sunday, was to create a service where you could come and go and nobody would know that you came or went. Was to create a service that you could attend anonymously. To create an atmosphere where you could come on a Sunday to worship God um, and nobody would know that you were there. And the thing about it is, is we did a really good job of that. Like we, we knocked it out of the park. Like people would come and, and somebody would stop me in HEB and say, hey, I, I come to your service. I'm like, really? I've never seen you before. Like I'm there every Sunday. Really? Wow. That's, oh yeah, you're the guy that sits behind the lady that's over, you know. I have no idea, but we've done such a great job of disconnecting ourselves from one another in here. And that was our goal at first. And over the past few years, what we have um, been trying to do is trying to stop that is trying to go, hey, um, God, remember when we didn't want to notice anybody who came in? That was that was funny. Sorry about that one, God. Um, That's that's not how you want it. Because one of the commands that God gives us um, in John 15, Jesus is speaking and he says this. I have loved you even as the father has loved me at verse nine. Remain in my love. When you obey me, you remain in my love, just as I obey my father and remain in his love. I've told you this so that you may be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. I command you. To love each other in the same way that I love you. And here's how to measure it. The greatest love is shown when people lay down their lives for their friends. You are my friends if you obey me. I no longer call you servants because a master doesn't confide in his servants. Now you are my friends since I've told you everything the father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce fruit that will last so that the father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. I command you to love each other. I command you. Like, this isn't just, hey, I'm going to throw a suggestion out there and see if you want to do this. Here's something that I've been trying out in various uh, little, little groups. We're taking polls and, uh, and seeing how it goes. And loving each other is kind of a rates high on the scale of things we like to do. So we're just going to, you know, try it in your community if you want to do it. But, you know, if you don't, that's okay too. No. I command you. Love one another. We talk about this over and over and over again in here in this room. There, the, the, all of the laws, all of, this boils down to two things. What are they? Say it like you mean it. Okay, people on the right, um, my right. It's love God, love others is what they just said. I don't know, I don't know if you heard that. Thank you, Hammer. Um, it's to love God and love others. That's it. Love God and love others. When, when Jesus was asked what is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. He says, and love your neighbor as yourself. In this John 15 right here, he's like, look, I command you to love each other as I have loved you. If we come into a church service and we don't know one another, we can't possibly love each other how can you truly love someone 
until you know them. Because that kind of love, this kind of love that Jesus has given to us, he says, love as I have loved you. Jesus knows everything about us. God knows everything, the deepest, darkest places of where we are. But I still love you. That's love. Knowing who, knowing me for who I truly am, God's like, but I still love you. If we are to love in that way, we've got to stop being a community where you come and go and nobody knows your name. We've got to stop being a community that the word community doesn't even really exist in. Matt Dixon and AJ went to a worship conference last week and Matt brought this quote back from James Mark Gully. No idea who James Mark Gully is, but um, he has got a great quote here. It takes intentional living to create a culture. It takes intentional living to create a culture. If you want to create a culture in which no one knows who you are and you can be anonymous as you come and go, you have to be intentional about that, right? When someone walks in the door, you have to have tunnel vision on. I see no one that I know. I see no one that I know. You come in at the last second and sit in the back and then you leave right when the sermon before the pastor says amen. Boom, you're gone. If you want to come and go so that nobody knows you, you've got to plan for that. If we want to create a community where people truly know one another and love one another, if we want to live out these words of Jesus, I command you to love one another. We've got to be intentional, folks. We've got to really want it. Do you really want this? What we have been talking about over the past few weeks is what makes this part of the body of Christ, Alamo Heights United Methodist Church, what makes us who we are? What is it that God has pulled out of us that that we say these are the things that we are? We've talked about the fact that we are sons and daughters. In in this, Jesus says, I I no longer call you servants, I call you friends. And where does he go from here? What does he call them next? Anybody? I'm being a little rabbinical right now. Brothers. He goes from servants to friends and then he's brothers and he's like, it's not my father, it's our father. We've been adopted into this family, as Paul reminds us in Galatians. We've been adopted into the family of God. And because of that, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. So when you come into this room, you're not sitting next to a stranger. You're sitting next to family. Now, I get some of you don't want to sit next to your family. Some of you come in, you're like, that's the last person I want. Have you met my family? But family under God. If you want to be a part of this family, you've got to be a part of this family. And this sermon is really aimed at those of us who call this place home. Who really say, this is my place. This is where I come to worship. This is where I come to be a part of the body of Christ. This is where I come to be known and to know. This is where I come to experience the love of God. This is where I come to, to, to gather together with my brothers and sisters so that when we go out into this world, I'm stronger. Yesterday I did a baptism in um, the garden chapel for 
some friends who have both sides of their family. There's like a hundred of them in each side. There's just like a lot of them. And, um, and so they, they, and because of travel plans and the families could all meet on Saturday. And so we did this baptism yesterday morning, um, in the garden chapel, but today, um, they came in at the nine thirty service, uh, just the mom, the dad, and the little baby that I baptized. And this was the mom's idea because I, as I talked to them about baptism and all the different aspects of baptism and, you know, it's an outward sign of an inward and spiritual grace is what Wesley would say. And, um, it's something that God is doing. It's the two of you committing to, to raise this son of yours in a way in which he will one day give his life to Christ. But it's also, there's a big part of it that, that we play. And I, and I mention this every time I do a baptism in here, that that we as the community play a part in this child's life. Child being a baby or child being an adult, doesn't matter, a child of God. That, that we play a role. And, and the mom said, you know, can, can we come then on Sunday morning and, and let people know that he was baptized? And, let, and, and just introduce him? And, and I was like, that's the cool, yeah, Absolutely. So they came and, um, and, and I, you know, introduced them to everybody. I said, you know, church, Y-O, Y-O, church, and, um, you know, say hi. And, and then we prayed and we, we talked about this. And you know, one of the great things um, about that is that uh, when, when he gets older, he's not just going to have his mom and dad to watch over him. He's going to have moms and dads. To watch over him. You know, you know, one of the worst things about our community, um, Alamo Heights community, is that everybody knows what everybody else is doing. You know, you, you ever feel that that uh, it, it, when you're, if you went to high school here, did would you ever have that experience that if you did something, your parents knew about it before you got home, because this is that community. Oh, that's that Smith boy. Samuel is his name. Oh yeah. I'm going to go ahead and call Daryl up. Daryl, you'll never believe what Sammy did. That's a gift, really. It could be used for evil. And, and let's be honest, folks, we're pretty good at using it for evil in this community a lot of times. We are. But it could also be used to bring glory to God. Think about it this way. If, if all of our kids... If all of the kids that are, that are part of this family, if we were such a community that wherever they went, they knew that one of us would be standing behind them, not to make sure they weren't messing up, not to say, hey, you shouldn't be doing that, but we were standing behind them to love them. How amazing would that be for our children as they go through school to know wherever they go, there is one of us. And we're all in various different shapes, sizes, and ages, and we all look different, but they turn around and they're like, hey, 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 you're one of mine. Good job. Way to go. How awesome would that be if we were, we were such a community, so tight, that, that when one of our kids succeeded, we all celebrated. We were all so proud of you, Sammy. Use him as a bad example. Let's turn it around. Sammy, we are so proud of you. Man, everywhere he goes, is like, hey, man, way to go, Sammy. You're like, I have no idea who that is, but he must be one of us. Imagine what it would be like for each one of us as we went through the community and you're in HEB and, 
and you're just, you know, cruising throughout your day and somebody goes, hey, how's it going, Bob? Good to see you. What would it be like if, if we truly were a community in such a way that, that we lived life together? When, when Jesus came, um, he, he was born in Galilee in, in, in a region that had a very specific thing about it. In Galilee, people lived together. Like, lived together under one roof. Families would live together under one roof and, and they supported one another. And when one of them was hurt, everybody would surround them. Jesus grew up this way. This is what he knew. And he told us to live the same way. Live in such a way that you're a family. Not just people who maybe share a zip code. But your family. I had this, um, this image as we were talking about this on Tuesday at our pastor's meeting of, of fences just being knocked down in our neighborhoods. You know, wouldn't it be great if instead of building these big, huge privacy fences so we could separate ourselves from one another, we'd, we'd tear them down. Like, but, but Michael, you would see things you don't want to see. Isn't that the point? Yeah, I know what happens in my neighbor's yard. I love them anyway. They get to see what happens in ours. Corbin, who thinks it's a bathroom. But we live in such a way that we are family. One of the things that, um, as I said, we, we changed the CLC to try and foster and generate this community. And, and that's one of the knocks that we get a lot about new, about new Heights is that we're just not community. We need more community. All right. Well, here you go. We have two opportunities that I've been talking about over the past few weeks coming up in April and in May. And on, on April 18th, Good Friday. Um, it's just during the celebration of Passover for the rest of the world. For us, it's the celebration of Fiesta as well. Um, but on Good Friday, April 18th, we are having our Seder meal here in the CLC. This is something we've done for the past couple of years, where we gather together as a community to celebrate what Jesus did. To, to gather together as our brothers and sisters in, in our story have done for generations to share a meal together with people that you maybe see on Sunday but don't really know who they are, to experience this community together. We'd love for you to be a part of that. We'd love for you to come. We'd love for you to be a table host, but we want you just to be there. And then in May, on May 10th, we are having a, um, a family picnic slash baptism celebration at the river in Seguin. We're going to go out there as many of us can and we're going to have barbecue and and play volleyball and croquet or whatever. I don't know. Um, Swim in the river. Just have a great time. And and then we're going to baptize some people. Um, If uh, we have, um, I think, seven signed up to be baptized uh, so far and four of those are from one family. So that's, you know, it's like all at once. Just (laughs) going to hold them down. Um, But. But we would love if you, um, AJ's son, um, Nicholas, is, is going to be one of those. And they, he was supposed to be baptized today, but then when I started talking about this, they're like, hey, could we wait until the river? And I was like, I wish you would. That would be great. Let's do it then. 
So Nicholas is going to be one of the ones baptized. And, um, and if you've never been baptized and this sounds like something you want to do, do it with our family out at the river. How awesome will that be? Um, if you have been baptized, but you want to remember your baptism, let's do that. Let's remember it. And let's come together as the family of God and say, that's our brother. That's our sister. Yes. If we want to be a family, if we want to be community, if we want to understand what it means to truly love one another. As that James Mark Gulley guy said, we've got to be intentional about it. If we truly want to live the command that Jesus gave us to love one another, we've got to know one another. You can't do that unless you make an effort. So my name's Michael. I'm six foot two. I enjoy outdoor activities. I like to play tennis, long walks on the beach, cuddling by the fire with a good book. Not really. That's surface. That's great. If you want to get to know me, take time. Come talk to me. Let's go have coffee. Let's, let's go do something together. Walks on the beach, maybe. And then, and then look around you. Don't, don't just do it with me because I'm not that interesting. You people are interesting. You people are amazing. Look at the way that God's made you. Every one of you is so different and unique and wonderfully made. Let's begin to see that about one another and become the family that God is calling us to be. Let us pray. Gracious.